0: Episode of Almost Better Than Sitting With Your Own Thoughts and Having To Deal With Your Personal Issues. I'm Bren McCullough, and I'm here with <laughs> Doug Coleman. Hey, Doug.
1: How's it going, Bren? Pretty good. Uh, I'm glad uh, people don't have to deal with their personal issues and just sit in silence, because at least you guys have us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just listen to this podcast and drink your alcohol and avoid your demons.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's been a while, Bren. I feel like we've had quite a backlog of episodes since you've been on.
0: Yeah, we've been uh pretty busy lately and we've had a few in the uh backlog so we were able to just go for a while without uh having to record anything. Or maybe we're pulling the curtain back too much and showing how the machine works here. But <laughs> uh yeah. How have you been lately?
1: Uh, pretty good. No, the thing about the machine is like every time we record, it it goes out the next day. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> we, completely unrealistic.
0: We are recording these on Sunday, and Doug edits them <laughs> all overnight, and the next day it's out.
1: Yes, exactly. It's magic. But uh, uh, but I'm glad to have you back on the show. I feel like the last. I don't know if I'm right or not, but I feel like the, one of the last things. We ended on. You said like you ha- you didn't even like finish like a whole list of things you wanted to talk about. Like, do you happen to remember what some of those things were?
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually keep the list on a uh, sticky note feature on Windows, so it's just on my desktop and just staring at me every morning. And it's I feel like it's been unchanged for the last like month and a half, just because every episode we just get swept up in whatever we're talking about, and I never have a topic to toss out there.
1: Yeah, our show is way too random. Sometimes I'm just like,
0: what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a little game of I Was the Walrus. Up, oh, it's been 45 minutes.
1: <laughs> Literally, yeah. Th- sometimes that, especially if it's a tournament or something, that's like longer than most of the episode usually.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. On my list, I have current games because I write them down as I'm playing them. And. I'm looking at the list, and I'm pretty sure every game on here, I've already beaten, so they're not really current anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, the first one, though, is uh Transistor, which is a game made by Supergiant Games, I believe, who also did Bastion. Oh, nice. And for anyone who doesn't know, I highly recommend Bastion. It's incredible. Transistor is also very good, but Bastion... It's kinda of like the difference between Bioshock One and Bioshock Two. Like when you play Bioshock One and Bastion, it's just like this is amazing, the world is incredible. And then when you play Bioshock Two and Transistor, it's like, oh, I remember to this. Like it the uh sudden impact of all and like sheer amazement isn't really there the second time around. But they're oh, still okay. very good. Um with Transistor, it's sort of like a weird futurist I don't know if it's futuristic or just a different world entirely. But um he plays a woman who is a singer in like sort of a karaoke lounge setup, and she loses her voice. And her bodyguard and I suppose lover uh, are attacked by this group who are like running the city. And um, with this big, it's called the transistor, but it looks like a giant computer chip sword. And her bodyguard lover gets stabbed with it, and his, I guess, consciousness is essentially downloaded into the sword. Oh, what? So you play as this woman who's a singer who loses her voice. Don't really know how that happens. I think you just go with it. And your main weapon is your bodyguard sword who talks to you throughout. And as you find, you find like other people, uh, people throughout the game, but every person is able to be downloaded into your sword and then becomes the upgrade. So every, oh. yeah. So every time you get a new upgrade, you look at it to see what it does. To see what other powers it can be matched with to like add bonuses and then there's also a little backstory of the person you got that upgrade from nice
1: yeah interesting what are some of these like backstories like
0: uh one of them was uh i believe a girl was a meteorologist and she in in this world instead of just predicting what the weather will be she was able to paint the sky like change the colors of the sky and it was like a whole new art form Oh wow. Yeah, one of the guys is like a sort of a daredevil, like just public I don't want to say clown, but just a prankster, I guess is a better term, and uh you just do silly pranks. And his power I'm gonna get this wrong, but it was power somewhere to like uh with every attack it uh, gives you a area of effect bonus so it would splash out and affect enemies around you. So that was his. Uh I think the meteorologist sort of girl, like made enemies turn to your side, like they'll fall in love with you. So they'd be working with you for a few minutes or a few, few seconds. Oh, nice. So they're all kind of like sort of related to what the person did. And it was just the story didn't really affect the game at all, but it was just a neat add on to give it a little more depth. And uh, it takes with both Bastion and Transistor. It's on a weird like diagonal plane of uh, playing, I guess. And it's just a little weird controls, but once you get used to them, it's amazing. And for anyone who hasn't played them, I highly recommend both. Not only playing the game, but also buying the soundtrack for both games because they are both incredible.
1: Oh, cool! What kind of music? Like, uh like just good game music, or kind of
0: chip toony, or what? It's all music that's in the game in both games. But with Bastion, it's more of a I would say industrial sort of electronic style. Nice. And- I'm, I would say I'm not the biggest fan of that. I don't know anything about it. But after that game, I bought the soundtrack and I've been getting more into it. And with Transistor, it's more of a lounge, a uh, bit of a jazz sort of vibe to it, but very uh, electrical st- as well, or mechanical, I guess.
1: Nice. Yeah. I really, I'm a fan of like glitch, I guess you want to call it. Um, artists like edit and yeah, the glitch mob and stuff like that. That's really cool stuff to me.
0: Yeah. Even if, you don't think you have time to play the game just i would look up just the soundtrack by itself cuz it's some of the best music i've ever heard in a game
1: cool dude i'm definitely checking that out i'll put it in the show notes
0: yeah um along those lines i've also played to the moon which is a i guess it would be 16 bit uh game and it's it's one of those games where it's not quite a game game like uh the only real mechanic in the game is you do uh sort of a flip puzzle feature like it's a I believe a 5 by 5 grid and you just flip over the tiles to make a picture other than that you just walk around and talk to people like there's no real win or lose elements to the game so it's more of just a interactive story i guess interesting um like what do you mean what constitutes 16 bit
1: i mean i feel like an idiot asking that
0: uh i always figured 8 bit was the beginning of games and it was 8-bit because they only were able to access 8 color, like 8 pixel bits. And I was under the impression that 16 was just a larger range of color. So they were able to do like teals instead of just blue and green, and magentas instead of just red and purple. Okay, I guess being colorblind doesn't help me there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might be entirely wrong. This is just what I've been telling myself for all these years.
1: No, it sounds, it sounds right to me. So we'll, we'll get the interns to figure that one out.
0: (laughs) Give them another project to work on. Yeah. They've been busy lately. (laughs) (laughs) But this game is one of those, like, there's not much gameplay to it, but the story's really heavy. And I've heard from a few people, it's very emotional. Um. For me though, considering that I'm dead inside and have no feelings, <laughs> uh I did understand how it could be emotional, but it didn't like affect me. Granted, I'm also one of the, like the 10 people on the planet who didn't cry at the first 10 minutes of up. So, maybe I'm just some sort of soulless monster. I don't know.
1: Oh jeez, I saw that movie and I don't think I shed a tear, but I was definitely like, wow, that shit's fucking sad. Thanks, yeah. Disney.
0: I'm able to recognize where you, sh- a normal person would have emotions and express them, but I'm just yeah. like, huh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, game where you play as uh, two sort of scientists. It switches on and off, depending. Um, and you just go up to this old man's mansion and uh, turn on this machine that enables you to uh, go back through this old guy's memories and grant him the one wish. Like, his deathbed wish right before he dies and his wish is to go to the moon and it's just you going from uh the moment he's currently in back through his like childhood and just unlocking these memories and just trying to figure out what went wrong why he wants to go to the moon and how you can get him to the moon
1: Wow, dude, that sounds like he was given the ultimate I was a walrus category, It's and he chose to go to the moon. I'm thinking, <laughs> what would I do in his shoes? I I like that idea. Like He's on the right path, but I think it would be more like, I just want to float through space for a long time until I get bored, and then you can just let me go.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not one of these fantasies where it's like, I want it to be a minotaur, so you go back in time and like splice him with a bull. Like, it's... <laughs> It's a company I guess that makes dreams come true and is basically just undoing past regrets where they can try to convince you your childhood self to be like no don't major in economics instead you want to major in like filmmaking and like that way you become a filmmaker instead of an accountant like they're not able to do anything uh really science uh, science fictiony other than going through your memories and just okay. altering your own past they can't alter reality itself.
1: Interesting, yeah.
0: But as you go back, you just like, you see his wife and there's like drama and this and that. I won't give too much away, but it's just like, wow, this is horribly depressing. Uh, but it's also very, um, I guess aware of itself and aware of games because it makes, you know, cultural references. Um, with each memory that you go through, you have to essentially break, you have to find mementos. And then once you find five, you're, you, I guess, send these energy waves at this, uh, uh, the next memory that's like shielded off and it breaks them. So you see those two scientists breaking this sphere around the memory every time. And it's funny cause the one guy is the, you know, crazy loose cannon character. And every time he goes to break the shield around it, he always yells something and it's always just wacky. And, um, it's like Hulk smash and, you know, by the hammer of Thor and stuff like that. Really tongue cheek. <laughs> But one of my favorites is—he's just standing there, and you see him just pull his hands back, and he goes, Kamehameha. Yes. And at yes. the last second, the other scientist breaks the sphere, and it's like, "Come on, we have to go!" And he goes, "Whoa, you do not cockblock a Kamehameha. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite quotes. I assume it's cockblock—they you know censored it out because it's a you know kid-friendly game, but it's hilarious. Dude, that
1: is fucking awesome! And just like briefly, I have to mention it because this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. They've tried to make a live action Dragon Ball movie, and it was awful. I didn't oh even gosh. bother watching it. But it's just like I forget on social media or whatever. Somebody brought this to my attention. There's like this like I don't know like fifteen minute live action Dragon Ball uh, movie that was done by fans. That is. Fucking incredible. And I'm not kidding. I literally was super skeptical being like, there's no way this is going to be cool. It was fucking perfect and i'm totally putting a link in the show notes it is amazing it's like any dragon ball like true dragon ball z fan is going to be drooling and like the setting of what this like live action is it's like older gohan training young trunks in the and the androids are destroying everything it's like so goku's gone and like all the the stress of uh, uh being on gohan being like oh man my father's dead and now i have i have the responsibility of being the person to save the world uh, and like and it's like pr- the the t- everything looks grim because these androids are just pretty much indestructible
0: yeah it's in the setting of uh from where future trunks comes from when he was trained by gohan and the androids take over everything and he goes back in time to stop it it's yes. when he was a kid uh it's before gohan loses the arm for if anyone's wondering because i knew that was uh bugging me at the back of my mind while i watched uh it's pretty short, I'd say like under 15 minutes, but it's incredible. It's done by Machinima, who I really can't tell you really what they do besides make amazing videos, because yeah. I, I know they also did the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat something, I forget the subtitle to it, but it was on YouTube as well, and it was a live action sort of realistic, uh I guess, Chris Nolan-esque take on Mortal Kombat, and it was surprisingly really good, and I really liked it. And I know they've also done, I believe, like the Spartan training uh, videos, like maybe six videos when Halo 3 came out, where it was like recruits at the Spartan training facility. And like, it's amazing what they do. And they just have like, at first it was just a few guys just putting it together and trying to make the best they can. But now they have enormous budgets. And I'd say the acting in the Dragon Ball Z video, at least, isn't particularly amazing Sure, the no, special I, effects are incredible for at least yes. what they're doing.
1: Yeah, definitely they could step up on the acting for sure, but for what it's worth, uh, yeah, the special effects are what make the thing so goddamn incredible. It's like in the live-action Dragon Ball movie that exists, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even as exciting, like the actual energy balls and stuff. The stuff that was happening in this like YouTube clip was fucking nuts. It's like everything you wanted it to be. It was so cool.
0: I remember actually going to the movies to see something else while the live-action Dragon Ball Z movie was out, and I was just like, "All right, let's just give me five, you know, just give me a few seconds." Yeah, and hop I just in. I just jumped in real quick to see who, like that it was playing and who was there, and I saw like two people in the entire theater, and this was like <laughs> opening weekend, like this wasn't like weeks after, this was like brand oh. new, and I saw the two people and I just pointed them out and I go, "You were both." bad people for paying for this. And I yeah. walked out. <laughs> Seriously. It was so bad.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I had zero interest in seeing that. I feel like any true Dragon Ball fan was like, uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, because they're still making movies. I've even just saw a trailer recently for, uh, I think it's the revival of F is the newest movie coming out. And it's Frieza being revived oh, and gosh. somehow going like super not Super Saiyan, because he's not Saiyan, but Super whatever his race is. Like, he's gold. So, it's, they're still making movies. Like, it's not like the company's completely shut down and, you know, DBZ stopped to exist. So, if you want to see another, like, Dragon Ball Z movie, they're out there and they're good quality. Jeez, I I didn't even know that.
1: That's insane. But yeah, I just think the people at Machinima are even one upping them.
0: Oh, uh, Machinima's crazy. I would love to just see how they work. Cause it's incredible. At least just from what I've seen, they just started out as like a little internet video company or a a guy just did it in his free time when he worked there. It's that's mainly what they do now. I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely put a link to the
0: video. Yeah. It's incredible. And they also had, um, a power Rangers video come out recently done by, God. I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. So I'm not even going to try, but it was, it was a, uh, solitary guy like a he's not associated with any company and it was just like a gritty once again following the line of gritty reboots uh but it was power rangers and it was really good and it had some big like not enormous actors it wasn't like keanu reeves or anything but um you know some well-established actors in it and it was pretty cool like it was badass but uh there was a lot of backlash. Not backlash, but it was taken down off like all the sites. And he's like, no, this is mine. It's a parody. It's not associated with the Power Rangers franchise at all. I'm not trying to get money off this. Like, I'm not profiting off of this. And they were able to finally put it back, I think up on his YouTube and up on uh, his own website, but like on a lot of other websites, they've taken it down.
1: Oh, that's a shame
0: when that happens. Yeah. Well, we'll put a link in that, uh, on the website for that too. Cause it's, it was pretty awesome. And you just see. Just, like, what happens if the parents, just like, what if these kids were destined to save the world against these invading monsters? And, like, what happens and how it kind of fucks up some of them.
1: Yeah, nice. Uh, dude, I'm looking forward to checking that one out. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, well, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, <laughs> we got no on a sidetrack with fucking... Uh, yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> I think this is why I have such an enormous list. <laughs> we keep getting uh, distracted. Exactly. Um, Let's see. The next one I have is Battle Block Theater. And it's from Behemoth, which is the company that made Alien Hominoid, which was, like, back on Newgrounds, and uh Castle Crashers, which was pretty big on the yeah. Xbox 360. Uh It's really fun. It, I played it with a buddy of mine. It's – I think it might just be t- two-player? No, it, you could do four-player online co-op as well. Um But it's very similar to Castle Crashers. But in this story you're these little characters who land on an island that's controlled by cat people. And they make you do <laughs> they make you do like theater, which is just obstacle courses where you just die all the time. So <laughs> they, and then everything looks like block, so it's you know, battle block theater. But this is one of the few games I would say go into the options, turn down the music. You can still play it a little bit, but have it low. And take the narrator and just crank his audio way up because the narrator is hilarious. Awesome, awesome. Like any like little
1: examples that you can think of.
0: I mean, it's it's uh pretty sure it's like an E, maybe an E, e ten plus. So it's like friendly. It's not cursing or anything, but okay. it's just so wacky and just silly, and it's just great. Um, yeah, the narrator's name is a uh, Stamper, and he's done a few stuff with uh, new games back in the day, so I guess he knew the Behemoth guys early on. Um, I think he's got a few videos out, or maybe his own channel on YouTube, but he's just hilarious. It, it's hard to explain, because if I repeated it, it wouldn't be nearly as funny. It's very uh, in-his-own-voice and in-the-moment stuff. Awesome. Okay, that makes sense. So even if you don't play the game, just go online and watch a few of the videos and the cutscenes of him, and it's it's great. Cool. Uh me and my buddy played that we got through the main story of it fairly quickly. It's pretty short, but then we started playing the insane mode where you can't die. Like if you die, it restarts the whole level. And that that is much harder because me and my friend are dicks and we like killing each other. <laughs> like, Uh, the game really, uh, puts the importance on teamwork. So you throw your teammate over like a body of water and then he hangs off the edge and then, uh, holds his hand out. So when you jump across, he grabs your hand and throws you up. So you got to really collaborate, uh, together a lot. And definitely it's hard to do when you're both dicks. Cause you like killing the other person. Cause it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can find someone you can play with or just mess around with, it's great. And, uh, It's pretty cheap to begin with, but if you can get it on Steam sale, it gets real cheap. I want to say I maybe got it for less than seven dollars. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'd highly recommend all of these games. To the Moon is pretty cheap to begin with, but if you can get it cheaper, like I said, it's it's one of those not game games. So if you're looking for you know a lot of gameplay, don't don't go to this one. But if you want a really good story, go for To the Moon. Um, let's see. The last game I have is Path of Exile. And that was sort of a MMO I found online. I was just bored and wanted something to sink a few hours into. Uh, It really reminded me of if you ever played Untold Legends on the PSP. That was one of the launch titles for the PSP. Okay. I I never played it. It was fun. It was just kind of an RPG sort of uh, adventure game. And it had one of those inventory systems like Resident Evil 4 where you got... You know, squares, you can only hold stuff if you can rearrange your backpack to fit it in there. Yeah. And like, it is almost identical to Untold Legends, or at least for me, it seemed exactly the same, except now it's an MMO and there's other people. But anytime I'd go out into the world and like fight monsters or anything, I never saw anybody. I only saw the people in the towns where you like level up and sell items and stuff. That's the only time I ever would see anybody. So it was odd.
1: Yeah, interesting. That sounds super,
0: I don't know. It was, uh, fun. There wasn't really much to it. It seemed pretty simple and very, very brown. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> one of the, uh, duller, uh, I guess style wise games I've seen in a while, but, uh, I enjoyed it for a while. I was still, like a few hours into it, but, uh, towards the end, when I started playing it, it would crash and it'd be like, game could not start. And I was like, all right, let me try it again. It'd crash again. And it would just keep crashing for like 20 minutes. And then randomly, one of the times it would start. So, oh geez! Yeah, so after a while, I was just like, you know what? This game isn't worth putting up a twenty-minute fight just to get it to start. And I asked my buddy who I played Battle Block Theater with. He said, "Yeah, I had the same problem. And, like, it was fun, but if it takes you know twenty minutes to start a game, by that point, you don't want to play anymore."
1: Yeah, definitely have to wait for a patch or something. That sounds like a, a something on their end.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what was happening, but I mean, it was enjoyable, especially for free. But yeah to put that much of a fight up just to play the game, it seems like you don't want people to play it.
1: Yeah, shucks. Well, we'll have to keep an e- ear out for what happens with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to do because MMOs are, I think, the biggest money loss for games out there because it's just there's a constant need for upkeep, and uh, if you do charge people to play it, it deters a lot of people from playing it, so you don't make that much money off of it. If you do make it free, you're betting on people buying the items in-game, like the... Uh, pay to win sort of stuff.
1: Yeah this this isn't like the most new thing, but didn't Elder Scrolls Online is now free?
0: Uh, I think so. I I honestly don't know because I've lost interest in it. Because every time I've heard someone say like, "Oh yeah, I got to play Elder Scrolls Online," it's like, "Yeah," and it's like it's not good. Like. Oh no! I've heard each time someone played it, it seems like it gets worse and worse. So I've oh no! That's I what, never had big hopes for it to begin with, though.
1: I, I played the beta and I had fun. It's just like it, I don't know. I didn't really get that far though either. I only like sunk in maybe like three or four hours, and that's like not enough time to really get a good opinion.
0: Yeah, it's tough with MMOs because they just it just drains money. It's just a constant upkeep and a constant maintain, while really not making any money back.
1: Yeah, def- I just don't understand that whole uh, that whole idea because yeah, people pay for WoW like monthly, and to this day they must- Blizzard has got to be like hand over foot like
0: rich. Oh yeah, they're filthy loaded, like tons
1: so, of money. I mean, so it, it works for certain certain companies, but for other ones, I guess you kind of end up it, you can get screwed, especially if you end up like not having enough bandwidth or whatever.
0: It's especially stuff tougher startup companies because blizzard arguably kind of you know nailed the formula for mmos like they kind of perfected it so anytime someone tries to make their own mmo she's like oh well, this is just a world of warcraft clone or if they try to do anything new they're like ah eh, this new stuff's cool but it's not as like effective or practical as world of warcraft so i'm just going to go back to that
1: yeah it's like um for the trading card uh industry wizards of the east or something or what what's that company that makes uh f- that's not right uh whoever makes they magic make the-, the gathering
0: yeah i think that's wizards of the wizards of the east
1: is it okay cuz i for some reason that's what it i'm in my mind i think that's what it was called but anyway regardless uh, uh wizards of the coast i think that's coast. it
0: yeah okay oh they do indie as well
1: yeah, that's what I mean. They really nailed the formula with uh, trading card games, like anything that tries to go after that. Well, I mean, Pokemon was its own. I don't know, though. What do you, what, I guess I can't really say that then, cause there is like entities like Pokemon and the, the Pokemon clones, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon and all that or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pokemon's still in the trading card game. They're still making new cards for it, but I think it's for the kids watching the show now. I don't think you're ever going to find a guy who's like really dedicated to the first generation <laughs> Pokemon card game. Like, no, I was working the other day and some kid was trying to buy, uh, like a pickback of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I just kind of looked at him and was just like, R- really still like, we still doing this? Cause I'm, <laughs> I remember playing it in like elementary school and like being on the playground with them. And like back then it was fun. Cause you're just sinking all your parents' money into cards and it's not your <laughs> own. But like, now I look back, I'm like, I see the appeal to card games, but God, like that's, it's going to be a lot of money. And usually the, at least I remember with Yu-Gi-Oh, People would start buying just specific, like, overpowered cards. It's like, well, I can't play you because you spent $50 for one card and it's going to destroy my whole deck. <laughs> uh, it was just weird. I, I feel like there should be rules of like prepaid card groups and then like, uh, buying the pack card groups where like it's just random. If you find that card, you find it fine. But if you buy one card specifically, then you should be in a different group because it, it's, it's like the pay to win kind of cheating yeah. the system, and it's not really fair.
1: Yeah, no, that's not. And, oh, man, I have my embarrassing trading card story to tell, so I guess this is the perfect place to do it. <laughs> um, but um, you're pretty much talking about spending your parents' money on card games. I remember when I was younger, the thing I wanted to spend money on was the Harry Potter trading card game. And, and like, to me growing up, I'm like, oh, I love Harry Potter. Oh, there's a trading card game. It's probably going to blow up and take off and stuff. Definitely did not. It like bar- barely like lasted for like a year and just was not well received at all. And I have so many of these. <laughs> things. Like it's unbelievable. And the thing is like I was the like probably the only person buying these cards out there and I never got the Harry Potter card. Like I was that's like all I really was after. And I got like a, I probably got Ron. I don't know if I got Hermione, but like I should go through that. That fucking big binder of cards, and it's just—it's pretty much just a big embarrassing look back on, wow, that was a lot of money wasted, but, and I'm like, oh, well, let's check it out on eBay, see if they're actually worth something, like, I thought when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, these will be worth something someday, well, not if it doesn't take off, well, I'm looking at them on eBay, it's like, unopened boxes are like, dirt cheap, so I'm like, oh god, yeah, I'm sure nobody wants used ones, so it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I can't say I remember it at all, which goes to show you how popular it was.
1: I was not popular. Dude. I was just really. I was. I. I'm the kind of guy that like looks to, my, to like the popular mainstream stuff. And I'm like, eh, what's what else is available? And let me give it a try. And that's how. Like with music specifically, that's where I excel. But I don't know in the car- trading card realm. I don't really recommend it. Like the the mainstream shit is mainstream for a reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I myself fully was really into Yu Gi Oh for a while, and even watched the show. <laughs> Specifically, I remember one point in the show where the entire, uh, I believe it's called a cooler episode, where the entire episode was flashbacks. It, in the present storyline, it was like three people in a helicopter ride talking, and the whole time they were just like, hey, remember that one time? And that was the whole episode, and I was like, alright, that's it, this show sucks. Like, <laughs> It's like they clearly don't have anything written out for, I mean, it's a cartoon about card game, It how much plot can you really force into it, but... Uh, I'd be lying right now if I said I wasn't looking at my Yu Gi Oh deck. I still got it, and just in case,
1: dude, it's like funny people. The only one that I feel that's socially acceptable is still Magic the Gathering, just because how cool and badass the art is, and how long of like a foundation it has, of like a a, a strong fan base and stuff. But uh, even to the point where, when like a few years ago, I was with my bass player just getting gas at a gas station. And this giant dude, like, came up to us. I have no idea how this interaction happened but this guy came up to us and was like you guys look like you play magic right and, I, and literally i do not play magic and i just go to the guy i'm like yeah totally so and, and he was like you guys have to look at this and he like whips out like his full ass like on the go binder and he was showing us like literally probably like the most rare cards like in the game and he had like like extra copies of them and he was just showing us to like he was like this super fanatic and i was just like Well, and it was kind of awkward because, like, I don't play the game and him trying to be like, yeah, check this one out. How crazy is that? I'm like, yeah, dude, like, that's nuts. And I have no idea. But it was just it was. And then just like the ending that conversation was like, well, thanks for showing me that. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, I'm just trying to get some gas here. But that was really a strange interaction.
0: My mind went to like two places. Like that guy coming up and being like, hey, you guys look like nerds.
1: Yeah, what? literally. I mean, and this guy is the epitome of Nerd. Like, he was a giant, ugly looking dude, like, very fat, very. Neck he beard-y. plays magic professionally. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> or, or it went the other way, where it's just like, hey, do you guys like magic? Please like magic. I already have my cards. Please like it. Look at my yeah, cards. Like, because he's already that. ready for it.
1: Yeah, that, and also like, oh, you guys play magic? Like, can we hang out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a buddy of mine, the actually same buddy I played Battle Block and Path of Exile with. Uh, he got into magic later, like after high school, because he was at work one day and a dude came up, a coworker came up to him in the parking lot. It's like, "Hey, do you like magic?" It's like, "I guess." It's like, "You want all these magic cards for like thirty bucks?" He looked at him and it's like, like even if you don't know magic cards, like how rare ones are and like which ones are good, like you could see just how many this guy had. and It's like, "Oh, this is like seventy dollars worth of cards." Like, you stole these, didn't you? And he's just like, "Yeah, sure." And he bought them real quick, <laughs> so he's got a crap load of magic card. And we we played for a bit, and I beat. I remember beating him like the first three matches, and not having a single idea what I was doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. There's definitely a learning curve. I, I I'm interested in playing the game, but I I just have to sit down and actually try because. And I don't have any cards. Well, actually, that's the thing. I guess it's a trend these days for like record companies. When I buy a record, they'll like throw in stickers or pins and stuff. But then they'll also throw in like the occasional starburst candy or um or just a. Uh, yeah they they throw in like they sometimes throw in Magic the Gathering cards or even Pokemon cards. so it's just really random shit i've and I literally have a collection of cards just from ordering records.
0: <laughs> i mean, it's it's surprisingly simple. it's it's not as complex as people think, and it's it is fun. It's great, but it like I said, it's just hard to really commit yourself into sinking that much money into it like a video game you have know, spend sixty bucks on or you know maybe. 75 with DLC, and that's it. You're pretty much done unless it's an MMO. Both like, Magic, you're just buying constantly. Like, or any card game, really. You're just buying new packs over and over and over and over. It's just, it's tough. I remember, specifically, I, I had a few Pokemon cards, but none of my friends ever really got into the card game. So we never played Pokemon, uh, the card game. But I had the Pokemon card game for the Game Boy, and that I got really into. So I wouldn't play the trading card game. I'd play the digital version of the trading card game.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I saw a picture of Pikachu with a mustache earlier. I thought it was pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Just a stash of chew
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know me, I'm a very busy person, and I don't really get the time to game or watch anime as much as I like, but I finally put some time aside and started watching an anime, because it's like, oh, I'm paying for a Crunchyroll uh account why not actually watch anime (laughs) so (laughs) so i um i tuned in for this one i i pretty much went to crunchyroll's website and was like hmm i just want something brand new something i have no expectations of so and i went to their front page and was like pretty much just picked that random one and i went with ald noah zero i could be pronouncing it wrong but uh it's pretty fucking interesting have you heard of this anime
0: yeah, I couldn't tell how you're pronouncing it cuz I've never heard of this.
1: Okay, I'm going to I'll try my best to explain, but so far from what I'm I'm getting, it's like this uh, it's on earth but in the so far in the future that uh there's aliens that are martians. They come from I guess I don't know if they're from Mars or a planet called Vares or something. But uh they have a princess, and they're sending down the princess to Earth to, like, start peace negotiations or something. Like, I guess there's some kind of politics going on. And uh, they send this princess down, and I guess this is kind of a spoiler. So, spoiler, if you don't want to hear this, like, what the first episode's about, tune out for, like, the next five minutes. But, um, so that being said, the princess goes down to Earth, and it's like she's got this parade of, like, she's going to visit this city... And it gets ambushed by I don't know if I want to say terrorists or what, but this anti martian uh group and they start bombing the shit out of these cars and vehicles that are escorting the princess and It's heavily assumed that the princess was blown the fuck up by these these missiles. And the, the interesting is the main character, I think his name's Inaho, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I-N-A-H-O, uh, he's just, talk about heartless or, like, just dead inside. This kid, like, missiles are flying around and he's like, we should leave. He's, like, super, like, just does, doesn't even, he's the most stoic person I've ever seen in an anime. It's kind of ridiculous. As all this crazy shit's happening, he just has, like, no, shows no emotion.
0: His life's not threatened, it's more just bothered.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. So he's an interesting character. Don't know what to think of him just yet. But it's heavily assumed this princess is, is murdered. And that is what instigates the Mars people being like, oh, well, now we're just gonna fucking destroy every Earthling. Like, fuck them. This is what we needed to catalyst that that motion. So all of a sudden they're like cutting off all communication like globally and, or I, I at least I think it's globally and they're, they are coming down and they're going to fuck shit up. And from the first episode, I'm like, wow, this is a pretty cool premise and it's definitely a future setting like sci-fi but I think it was around the time of the second episode that you realize that mechs come into play like heavily. So if you're not in the mechs and or mech anime, uh, you might not like it. But this one is seeming really cool so far. The the mechs specifically are reminding me of uh, Zone of the Enders style mech, like the way they slide on the ground, and it's it's super fucking cool. They're really I, I'm really excited about this anime. I hope it doesn't disappoint me. But I'm only two episodes in, and I, I so far I would recommend it. It's very interesting at the very least. Oh man,
0: there's 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 very few things worse than a disappointing anime where you get like sixteen episodes in, and then you get like the final one, and it's just like, what the hell was that? Like, oh ah! yeah, yeah, oh man. Because it, it's you invest time into it, and like you invest time into anything, but I don't know. I guess with the animes, there's so many, you can easily find amazing ones that you never thought would be good, like Puella, Madoka, Magica. like, never thought that would be anything good. Episode 4, I got super sucked in. And then you can find ones that, like, are really good, and then, like, episode 12 just turned to garbage.
1: Oh man. Yeah, that's a bummer when that happens. <laughs>
0: uh, I've actually started watching a new series as well, since I listened to you and AJ talk, and I missed out on that anime discussion decided to uh beef up on my list so I can bring more to the table next time. Um I started watching Log Horizon which nice. is It's basically from what I've told is a more realistic uh a sword art online and it's the same premise. It's uh people playing an MMO and then they get trapped in it and they can't you know log out. But at least so far from what I can tell I'm only maybe about 5 episodes in. Uh you don't see the characters in real life. Like, you don't know what their outsized lives are like at this point. And with Sword Art Online, it was like a virtual reality system. So they would just put on a helmet and then that's it. And it kind of messes with the gameplay. Like, since it's such a weird system, we can't relate to what they're doing in the game. Like, we don't know if it's, if they're controlling controls with their eyes or if it's literally just reading their brain waves. Um, with Log Horizon though, it, it seems like it'd be a modern day MMO. They're saying like, Uh, the cooldown time between this spell and this, uh, and the casting time of that spell, like if you time it right, you get, you know, 0.2 seconds, so you can cast that right away, and then the second it cools down, you can cast it again and do double the damage, and like you're taking into mathematics into it, and it seems, seems a little more realistic or a more, uh, conceptual MMO that we can wrap our minds around, and already I like that element of it more, because it's, it's relatable, you can understand what they're talking about. Definitely. And uh one thing that seems to be a running joke is they're like, oh, this is great. And, uh The three main characters are at the max, at the level cap. So they have like all this money and all this good gear and moves. And they're like, oh, we're hungry. Let's go buy food. And they buy all this beautiful food. Like, might as well have been like Studio Ghibli, like animating it because the food looked amazing. And they all <laughs> they all go to take a bite and it's all just mush. They say it tastes like salty cracker or wet crackers and they're just like why why does the food taste terrible like of course it tastes terrible they didn't plan on people being trapped in it but like they're all just like sitting there eating this beautiful food and they're just like this sucks this is terrible like (laughs) and it's just something that's really entertained me through the episodes i didn't think would be as funny as it is
1: Dude, that is funny. It's like the programmers didn't bother to make the food actually taste good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it kind of made sense, but then I got to like episode five, and they're like, "Well, if you're a chef, you can like get ingredients. The chef skill doesn't make it taste better, but the ingredients by themselves taste like the food they're supposed to, and like salt and sugar taste like it's supposed to. So now I'm just starting to question, like, huh, why? So the programmers did know people would be trapped in it, so they did program some foods to taste good, but not all of them. So, uh, that threw in a a little wrench into what what just might be a comedic plot, or comedic uh, theme.
1: Yeah. uh, But yeah, dude, so, have you heard about this game? Like, I just recently uh, saw it as I was browsing for games that are coming out on Steam. It's called It Came From Space and Ate Our Brains, and it looks fucking awesome.
0: No, I I, I don't know why, but I feel like I might have heard the name before, but... seeing it i can honestly say no i've never seen this before
1: everything about this game makes me excited and i can't wait to fucking play it so it's 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 a a top-down shooter and kind of survival game where the graphics look ridiculous very blocky kind of like minecrafty and these like weird looking aliens with like a big gaping mouth like a pink like teeth open mouth kind of drawing. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like incorporated in their logo. But these weird aliens are coming and trying to kill you and you basically it's just like a top down shooter. It looks really fucking fun. Like the graphics look ridiculous. And yeah, it's four player. Uh I don't even know. It looks so insane.
0: I was gonna say it looks like uh Minecraft meets Dead Space.
1: Yes, yeah, and meets like I don't even know, what's some like uh zombie horror survival? Um Maybe like, Left for Dead. 4 Dead. Like, yeah, right. exactly.
0: It's Minecraft style, uh Dead Space uh, environment and left for dead game or yeah, left for dead uh, gameplay.
1: So if that doesn't sound like the coolest thing ever, and it's got a really fucking badass like it sounds like a screamo band name, like <laughs> 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 it came from space and ate our brains. Check it out people. I mean, and that's the, the sad thing about it is I'm bringing it up, but it says available coming soon. So it doesn't even tell us when the release date is, but I'm really, that's for me, it's one of the most anticipated games for two, 2015.
0: I like the idea that like the screamo death metal bands are the ones with really long names. Like you know, it's a screamo band when it needs punctuation in their band name. Yeah, (laughs) you need a comma and a semicolon here.
1: Oh, there's some really yeah, there's some interesting ones out there. But I'm not going to go down that route. Email me me if you want to know about those bands.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't say, can't say I've been playing anything else lately.
1: Yeah, me neither, to be honest. Um, I do have an idea, though, for your game to play the game 10 Questions. Sure. Yeah, dude. So I'm thinking to myself, we were talking about semi, well, I don't know, not necessarily, but semi-casual games at one point, and I have a somewhat not obscure at all, it's definitely not obscure, but a, a casual game I'm thinking of that we could play 10 Questions with if you want to try to take a stab at it.
0: Sure, we'll try and break every everybody on the show in with 10 Questions trying and do for everyone yeah I, d- I definitely
1: want to do that and it's more or less we, we'll only play if you can if you just for some reason are like you know what no one's ever going to guess this let's go but I think you I, you have a good chance but we'll see I'm going to try to make it hard so I'm not giving you any more clues we're playing 10 questions
0: A video game, right?
1: Yes, that's all I'm going to say. And and I'll, the the category, like the most the 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 starting point I'm going to give you is it's a casual game. Quick shout out to Rage Status for letting us use his music as uh, the intro to our new to our semi new segment, Ten Questions.
0: A buddy of mine, I met up in Elmira, New York. Uh, Anthony, his music's great. Oh yeah, and meeting him and his girlfriend CJ up there was easily the best thing that came out of Elmira, New York. I fucking hate that place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So casual game. All right. Okay. So is it a 10. first person number- shooter? No. Number nine. Shit. They're probably mostly going to be getting the genre down. Is it a platformer? No. Okay. Eight. Uh, is it Nintendo? No is it an, is it a mobile
1: game? Uh actually I'm sure it is available as that so I'll give you yes. Um so we're at 6 available for that. Um Let me double check that. Okay. 10 seconds as a judge. Got to make sure. <laughs> it it is Okay. This is much harder
0: when you're on the other end.
1: <laughs> yeah. And th- that's what I mean. I, I, sh- I should have, I should have maybe generalized a little more or like not
0: generalized the opposite of that.
1: <laughs> specified. Spe- yeah, specified a little more.
0: I should have saved his life. I mean, no, sorry. What's the opposite I of that? It. I should have murdered him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. God, I'm so contradictory.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, can you, can you play it on the computer? Yes, so we're
1: at five questions. Make them count because now you're getting down. Yeah. Like you should know this. Casual
0: computer game. Is it Minecraft? No, four. Damn. Uh, huh. So it's not a first person shooter, it's not a platformer. Uh, there's a mobile element to it that it's on the computer.
1: Yeah, don't let the mobile element throw you off. Just think that oh, it's also available as on mobile.
0: Yeah, it's just like I really have my, you know, mindset to Minecraft. <laughs> I got nothing else now.
1: <laughs> no, that that's you're you're sort of on the right track, but not really. No, I don't even, I shouldn't say that cuz that's uh, that's going to throw you off more. So don't just disregard that cuz it's not true. <laughs> uh Shit, are we at 5 or 4? I think we're at four, 4 because of Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it free I don't think so I mean if you pirate it <laughs>
0: no, <I'm kidding. laughs> well then no
1: <laughs> no I'm kidding uh one second I don't think it is it definitely it never has been I don't believe um
0: it's never been free oh God That's- no
1: I mean it used to be probably like twenty bucks when it first came out but nowadays it's probably like five bucks because it's not well I shouldn't tell you when it came out.
0: Is it on Steam?
1: Yes, and now you, that's a question I was hoping you'd ask earlier. You have three left; these are important.
0: Oh, I thought I had two left.
1: Oh shit, do you? Okay, you're. at, Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm granting you a third one just because, like, this in is the spirit, so hard. <laughs> yes, in the spirit of this game, I'll
0: explain why. Okay, so it's not free. It's on Steam. Casual.
1: Uh, you can Google to like cheat a little, but
0: it's, it's no. I have honor, <laughs> and by that I mean I'm secretly cheating, and I don't want yes, the listeners to know. <laughs> no, you're
1: totally allowed to. I've, everyone who
0: plays does. Like, especially in the last three, they're like, "Oh God." <laughs> uh, let me see. See, now I'm curious what the definition of casual is, because like casual to me is like Minecraft and like mobile phone players. And, okay.
1: Like, I'll give you, since this is challenging and we are down to... Let's just wire, have a parameter actually. of casual. like Okay, yes. Um, to a degree, it's some form of arcade fun, but not... I Don't let the word arcade throw you off, because you're not going to find this in any arcade. But, it's... Um, I'll give you... No, I can't give you a time frame. That's too much.
0: Huh. God, I, this is... I don't want to say anything, because I don't want to waste the two questions, but I'm trying to think as well. Uh, Casual.
1: Uh, I know you have this in you. Think, just browse some Steam games that are probably listed as casual. I'm going to look at myself and see if it even is in that list.
0: (laughs) So it may or may not be in that list, so it may or may not be Casual.
1: Yeah, it should be. It definitely is. Hold on. Oh man. Wait, hold on. Let me Google how would you describe this game?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you can't tell we've given up entirely and Google's doing all our work now.
1: <laughs> yeah. We our podcast is just spouting things off of Wikipedia and Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where are the interns? Shouldn't they be doing this?
1: Yeah, uh, if we had them. Uh I'll probably drink it. No, I... I, Okay, oh, this is the the key you needed. It's a puzzle game, also. I should have said that all along. Casual puzzle. Casual puzzle. Yes, now you're... And you have three, because I granted you an extra. So, use them wisely. I'm rooting for
0: you. Wow. It's not Tetris, but... Because that's free.
1: Yeah, true. So, yeah, you gotta keep in mind that you
0: already established it. It's cost money in the past and still does. It still does. Yeah, and I'm curious how far the past is because you said it'd probably be like 20 when it first came out, but now it's cheaper. So, that means it's been out for a while or it sucks and the price dropped down a lot. See,
1: well, you could use one of these questions for somehow like. I remember giving AJ a hint. I was like, you should ask if the game came out before the year 2030 or something. Like, that's just a obviously simple
0: example. Uh, I'm god-awful with dates. That won't help me at all.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. So don't maybe don't use that if that's not going to help. Use it for what you can. But you're, I already can tell you're really honing in now.
0: You yeah, think so? Because I don't feel like I am.
1: <laughs> I, dude, I'm telling you, dude. You're going to, and if you don't get it, you're going to kick yourself, but you know this game, and it's a puzzle, casual, on Steam, has cost money,
0: still does. Oh, God, and like, has come out, um, there's a mobile element to it, not necessarily the mobile version, but like. Uh, wait, that's what I mean. What do you mean by
1: element? I don't know if I want to say that. I just want to say it's been ported to mobile.
0: Okay, that's that's what I meant. Like, Because I know Mass Effect has, like, an app sort of game to it, but it's not the Mass Effect game. Like, there's just a weird side mobile game for it.
1: For the most part, this is almost the exact game, but probably with, like, a little spin-off title or something. I don't know. Is it scribble Scribblenauts? No, you're down to two. Oh, I was going to say, because
0: that's entirely mobile. Like, that's started out mobile.
1: Ah, uh, Christ. This is literally one of my favorite games, too. It's so funny. <laughs>
0: uh, well, now I'm just going to start thinking of Final Fantasy and stuff. Oh, no, it's no. not. No, yeah. believe
1: me, not along those lines. At all. This is, yeah, the only real puzzle game I enjoy.
0: Hmm. I,
1: uh, I, d- I and w- I started out playing it on computer. I don't even think I I had it just I bought it probably at like Walmart or Target or something and didn't even buy it on Steam initially.
0: Uh, Alright, so it's not Civ or Age of Empires, because those would be very distinctly uh RTS. Yeah, I love Age of Empires, but we're not on that
1: nope. It's a puzzle.
0: I'm thinking Oh boy! Uh, oh, God! It, uh, <laughs> is it set in the future? Is it like a futuristic and in- setting or environment? Or
1: wow, that is a question. Um, how do I answer that? It's definitely no. I would say no because the setting is
0: Irrelevant. absurd. Oh.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's it's more or less. That's not really important. It's, it's, I, I can't give you many more hints, and we're down to one question. So and, uh, uh, you, you have one more question plus your final guess.
0: Uh, is it a major publisher or is it, or I guess, is it an indie game? I guess would be a better way to say that.
1: It is a major publisher. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so. And I'm going, since this is your final guess and you still seem to not be sure, I'm giving you that publisher's name, Pop Cap Games.
0: Oh, is it Plants for Zombies? No!
1: What? Oh! <laughs> we were so close, dude. What do you think it is
0: now? If it's Bejeweled, I will hunt no. you da- Okay.
1: It's Peggle.
0: Peggle? Oh, pe- but... But PopCap game Pagel. is totally plants vs. zombie like that's their biggest game
1: oh no dude i was playing Peggle way before plants versus zombies was a thing dude
0: oh man i am the grandmaster champion see i wouldn't consider Peggle a puzzle game because like it at but least, it is but like when i played these games i randomly shot the ball around and it just happened to win and if i lost i just did it again until it just it was just like you know chaos like it was just random chance
1: that yeah that game literally can boost your self-esteem so hard or just make you hate games and be like i'm never playing this shit again
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i was on the latter part because if i wasn't before i am now man yeah no, Uh, dude
1: uh, i love that game i i was so good i got some crazy replays and all that shit so uh and yeah i'm glad we got to play the game but you're our first loser No, I'm just kidding. It's just because you're you're the champion. And oh, speaking of I was the walrus, m- Matt is hot on your heels. So you're oh. you're winning with three, but he's got two now. So it's gonna be interesting. I think you guys have to face off to see if he can tie it up or if you can push ahead.
0: Yeah, I'll gladly lose at ten questions every time if I can if I can still hold my reign as. Is- champion of I Was the Walrus.
1: Yeah, ten questions we don't really keep track, but it's always fun to play. But, oh, we are so close, dude. Oh, so close. But, yeah, not thanks for I, would,
0: I was <laughs> not thinking Peggle. Like, I even looked at it. I saw it, and I was still was like, nah, that's not a puzzle.
1: Oh, dude, but I'm looking at Wikipedia, and it's like, a casual puzzle. And I was thinking <sighs> that was going to be the biggest hint, the puzzle, because I was like, I should have said that from the get-go.
0: Uh it's... I don't know. When I think puzzle, I mean, to think of, like, Portal and stuff, and, like...
1: Oh, sure. What what, what what would you consider Peggle? How would you classify it?
0: Just casual. I, I, um,
1: that's what I, I went with know. initially. <laughs> that's I mean, it's too tough. But no, that's why I was the perfect candidate for 10 questions.
0: God, fucking Peggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now I
0: anyway. got Assassin's Creed, Bulletstorm, and Peggle on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Oh, man. Is there anything you want to finish up with, dude?
0: Uh, I actually got slightly inebriated and created a Twitter account, so if you guys want to hear crazy rantings of a pseudo-unemployed lunatic obsessed with video games and comic books, check out Brendan.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely follow you. That sounds awesome.
0: There's a lot of puns and just a lot of jokes that just make you go, God damn it.
1: Nice. Well speaking of Twitter, we uh we also have a Twitter handle, ABT Silent, so yeah, get in touch with us. We just recently had our first uh fan interaction and we all started like losing our shit. It was insane. There's someone listening.
0: They can hear oh,
1: us. In fact, we told her that we would give her a shout out, and she said, "You're, you're probably not going to be able to pronounce my name," and that's absolutely true. Because <laughs> in, pre- in previous episodes, I've totally butchered uh, the Gaspacho Gestapo, but um, and I did it again.
0: But Gestapo. Uh,
1: let me look up her name quick because I want to give it a good college try. But I don't think I think she's absolutely right when saying I'm probably going to miss pronounce
0: it the good college try which means you get drunk before you do it yeah and, and miss the exam oh god that's it's actually hit a little too close to home for me a few times <laughs> <laughs> okay but
1: her name was siobhan i don't know if uh forgive me please forgive me it could be i have no idea but what do you think it's do you see her name si-
0: oh is, is that just the well, twitter that's, that's, handle that's
1: just, twitter handle is a full
0: name i believe Yes, yeah. Siobhan? S- S- Irish name, and it's pronounced Siobhan. Siobhan. From Canada, yes. you know who you are. You clearly yes. listen.
1: You're our fan, and we're grateful that you listen. So, shout out to you. Thanks so much for getting in touch with us. And yeah, we invite everyone else to reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or any of those uh, social media things.
0: You can... Tweet me directly, and I'll just say whatever you want on the podcast without running it by Doug first. We'll see how oh. that goes. <laughs> Jesus,
1: and <laughs> we also uh, just uh, launched another uh, an episode of Dubs playing uh, Darkest Dungeon on our YouTube channel, so check that out too if you get the chance.
0: Ooh, I was actually thinking about buying that game. I'll have to watch him play and see see if it's worth it. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah,
1: but um, all right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll uh, see you next week. See you.